Testing. One, two, one, two, three. Testing. All right. I think we're good. <clears throat> Just, I don't want to. You don't want to bump it. There we it. go. I don't want to, like, make it fall. Right. Okay. Uh, now we're live, so. Welcome back to the MSG Podcast, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. We've just been talking for four hours. No. <laughs> Actually, we've been po- talking for close to an hour. Yeah. Just shooting the breeze, reliving past memories, and the horrors of school. <laughs> the horrors of school. Yeah, more or less. I mean, summer, like you were saying, I didn't mind summer school. I didn't mind it, but it was, it was a chore. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't you want to be there. <laughs> you had to get up at, like you had to be there like normal. You had to like get up at like seven or six. Be there by like eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. How long were we there? We were there till like what one or two, I think. Yeah, then we got to leave. But no, no, there were just so many good memories. Yeah, I mean, there were, other than there was good just stuff sitting happened. there in class, yeah. working on that dumb, <laughs> the dumb work we had to do. But other everything outside of that was fun. There was that one guy that went in the bathroom with the red sharpie and like put the little A. That on was, everything. Was that Alex? It might have been. Remember that kid? Alex or Aaron or something. But I don't think there was an Aaron. That was probably Alex. And but no, there was that and like, remember Herman? Mm-hmm. Herman, yeah. yeah. He would go in there. Actually, what is he in that class? I can't remember. I think there was... were certain people who went in the guys' bathroom and just didn't do anything. Yeah, they just sat there. I remember like Sam much. did that. Yeah. Uh, some of the guys. I remember that. I was like, that's just hilarious. Because <laughs> they would. I remember they would take the. Uh, I remember Sam, he would, uh, you know, you had our little, uh, our books of homework, and you go through each page doing your homework and fill yeah. out the entire thing, and Sam always, um, he would always take the test, but they would always leave the answer sheets inside the test, <laughs> so what <laughs> he would do is he would, he would sit there and write the test, or write down the answers on the test or whatever, and, he, and then at like he didn't do the test, and he'd be like, oh, hey, this was left in the book, like, and then like wait X amount of time to look like you did the work. And then, yeah, and it just automatically go. passed it. I was like, that's so bull. I hate that so much. Well, you know, I did something kind of similar. Uh, though not not the same thing. Did you Google on your phone? No, oh, yeah. no, 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 not at all. Like, while I was in summer school, I did it how they, they wanted me to. Yeah. Um, but I had a trip planned for that summer. So I missed, like, two weeks of the summer school. Yeah. I like, special concession with the school, and they let me go on the trip. Yeah, then you do it part... Well, so they, they said, okay, well, if you don't get the work finished during summer, then you have to finish it during the beginning of the, the yeah. school year. And so I didn't get part of it finished. Um, we had Mrs. Dunlap, uh, who was going to be grading my tests. And so I found out, like, I I did the work on one of the tests and turned them in, and she graded it and gave me 100. I know for certain I messed up one of those questions. She gave me a hundred. So they just automatically give you one hundred. So the next one, I I like answered some of them right and some of them wrong and gave it to her, and it was a hundred. And so the rest that, of them, I just gave. I that put makes in sense though, because if you failed it, then you couldn't be in the grade you were at. Right. And so the rest, so, I, I don't think she even looked at it. She was just like, okay, he went to the time to put in the the numbers. So. I mean, yeah, that's that's not the same though. No, no I wasn't. Same. I wasn't purposefully cheating so much as I just didn't want to do them, and so I just put in what I thought you it might be. I she, remember she you weren't there the last days of summer school, were you? No, you were. You were gone the, the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah, I remember that because I remember like the last day, like a bunch of people just started leaving, and like some people's <laughs> parents showed up to pick up, pick them up, which was kind of weird because we always sat outside mm-hmm. and wait for people. And uh, 
I remember, you remember Bella was in our class in yeah. summer school with us? I remember, I think, I think somebody called her out for cheating, which I don't know what she was. I don't care if she was right. personally, mm-hmm. but I was like, yeah, she definitely didn't cheat. Cause I, cause I was like, I would rather <laughs> call out Sam than Bella. <laughs> right, right. Cause right, even, I don't, I don't really care if she was cheating. I, I mean, she probably was a little, I don't know, but I, I was like, I know Sam cheated never. every single test in there. Yeah. He's definitely more likely to go down than her. So, yeah. but I, I never had said Sam, so I should have. Yeah. You don't want to be a fink. Consider yourself lucky, Sam. That's right. He could have taken you down. Out of everybody, you were the most disliked in my opinion. Mm. You and Josh. Actually, I don't mind Josh anymore. I didn't mind him. That was fun. There was nobody that I really disliked. That was fun though, because we would sit in the, you know, we would sit in the hallways and eat, mm-hmm. and we just mess around. Yeah, just goofed off. That's the greatest thing in the world. That was so much better to do that than in real school, because then you had the teachers and the the cafeteria with you, so there was only so many things you could do. Yeah, that's true. But we didn't really have the teacher in the hallway with us while we were eating. Whatever. We just chilled in the dark. <laughs> Hello. Oh, man. Those were the days. Yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable to an extent. But, like, if I had the option of doing that and, like, just chilling with those friends doing summer stuff. That's the thing, though. Those were all people we would never hang out with. That's true. I mean, so it was, like, me, you, and Taylor were there. And then Bella was in our class. Those were, like, the only people in our class that we would have seen. Everybody else was a different grade than us. But we were just all in summer school together. That's the only reason we hung out with those people. Right. I've never hung out with, like, any of them outside. Yeah, me neither. So I was like, it, I guess not too much would have changed. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nice I, experience. I like summer stuff. I like just laying in my bed for 12 hours or sitting outside. In summer, do you hours. stay up late? Yeah. Or like during school, did you stay up late? During school, I'd probably stay up until 10. It's not even late, dude. 11. Yeah, that was my, uh, my bedtime. But I was always groggy anyway. You're, you're a morning person, aren't you? No, no. You're not? No. I'm definitely a night owl. Not if you go to, to bed at, at like 10. I I have to get up so early for work that like I got to go to bed. Early. But what if you don't have work? You know what I mean? Okay. What so if it's if, a Friday night? You don't have work on Saturday. Then I'll stay up. Okay. But oh. then again, like my body is now in a habit of going to bed early. So I'll only stay up a couple hours later. I guess. Like yeah. I stay up real late. I just force myself to go to bed. Like, okay, so, uh, one there we go. <laughs> that's what I do, but no, it's not bad. So, if left to my own devices, I would definitely, like, yeah, if I could get a night job or something, I would stay up as late as possible. Do you want a night job? No, yeah. it's like I like the appeal of it, but I also realize that my schedule would be so I think my like, schedule would be better with the night job, but like. Well, I, I would be so different than everybody else's. Like, I yeah, to see you know, you'd be sleeping in the day while everybody else is awake. But yeah, it's like, like if I wanted to see somebody, I'd have to like make some special arrangements or something. Or yeah, stay up really, really late. Yeah, I'd probably just go without sleeping sometimes. Mm. I've known people that have done some some stuff like that. It depends on what you would be doing in a night shift job, though. Yeah. So most night shift jobs aren't aren't great paying anyway. Like they might be yeah. great starter jobs, but. Unless you're like the manager of a bank that somehow has opened it. Yeah, why would you be at a bank in the middle of the night? I don't know. That's usually a day kind of job. Unless you're robbing the bank. That's right. The bank night uh, robber. Night heist. (laughs) They hire you to try and sneak in every night. That would be a sick job. That would be cool. To test out people's security systems to see if you could... 
You could sneak like make sure it. they have the best security system and tell them where the flaws are. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. I'm sure. Like I bet there's some ex-cons out there that have applied themselves in that way, or they just marketed like, "Hey, you think you have an unbreakable system? Like, yeah, let me in." And then you could start your own security system on top of that. Yeah, dude. And you get even more money. <laughs> sort of like that meme. It's like it. You just leave your card inside people's houses. It's like, you need a security system? <laughs> oh! Do you know people who do that? No, but it's... People sneak in the people's house, put down no, their, it's like, their it's like business a, cards? A meme, you know? it's like a... <laughs> Here you go. I got I in pretty easily. <laughs> that it would be, be fun. You would get in so much trouble, though. You would get in so much trouble, because then they would know who you are. Who did it, yeah. Unless you took other people's cards. And you tried to frame them for getting in and putting the card in instead oh, of yourself. Oh, right. Hey. Yeah. Take out all the competition. That's how you do it. They all end up in jail. and then you just take all your competition's cards, put them in a little stack, and like... <laughs> we all snuck in at the same time. It was a party. I don't know why you didn't wake up. I mean, we drank all your booze last night. So sorry. You're the one that has a bad security system. That'd be awesome. And then every time you sneak in somebody else, you take just one thing. That's right. A little, maybe, maybe a fork one time. A fork. Like one of the flowers out of the place. A spoon, a bowl, a bottle the of half-drank Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. That would be nice. But Okay. What are we on? I don't know. What are we talking about? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking a nap. Uh, oh, did, you, did you sleep in yesterday? Uh, or did you wake no, up at like 7 again? No, I slept in. 7 30 dude it's not this morning i really slept in <laughs> this morning yeah, like, dude i don't know i hate daylight savings time i love fall when it comes to daylight savings time. Like you go spring. back an hour yeah, yeah. Like an extra hour yeah it's so weird but spring is the worst i don't know it's weird there's a lot of people advocating to get rid of it why do we do it? There's no point, is there? There, there is because it, it kind of helps with the the day length. I used to know the history behind it and why it was important. It, it's kind of a military thing, and then again, kind of not. I think it would yeah. be fine if we didn't have it. I don't think we need it. But I'm okay Personally. with it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't care either way. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's like tedious. It is. It kind makes of dumb. everybody like, it makes like people late. Yeah, freaks some people. I'm glad it's on a Sunday, so people have a whole day to adjust to it. Dude, I wish it was like on a Friday, so you get like the whole weekend. Oh my god, you know how good that'd be? That would be pretty nice. Because it wouldn't matter, like you know, if you're staying up late and it goes back an hour, mm-hmm. you, like get an extra hour. If we go ahead an hour, it's just a little later. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. But yeah, no, it sucks. Hmm. At least yeah, it's not a like Sunday. At least it's not a Sunday night, like to Monday. Yeah. Oh, that'd, that'd be the worst. <laughs> that'd be terrible. At least it's Saturday, because. Yeah, I would always be late for work, or way too early. Fifty car crashes. Or way too early. Confused. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It does. I don't know, man. Because it said uh, next time you update your phone, it will update the time. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I updated my phone, and it didn't change the time at all. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> and then the laptop, I guess, auto-updated or something, so it's on the right time. Huh. But I don't know. It's weird. My phone's updated now, but it was like... It was pretty good. When did the time change? Wasn't it like 3 a.m.? It, it was 
something like that. It went from 2 a.m. and immediately jumped to 3 a.m. Yeah. Mystery hour. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. They did some sort of tomfoolery with the numbers, and now it's... We right. need to get rid of it. Nope. Just just drop the daylight saving time. Right. No more taxes, no more daylight savings time. I think we can agree on this. <laughs> Gonna have trouble with the taxes. Yeah, probably. But lump them together, you know, get support for the one, and then maybe the other will come with it. Ooh, every time we go back, every time, it, like, if taxes and daylight saving were, like, one, so, like, in spring or in fall, when you go back an hour, your taxes go back by X amount of money or whatever, yeah, or, like, you get a discount, like, 10% off or something. It'd be nice if they had tax sales. Like, this weekend, 50% off. <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> Everybody tried to Yeah, but then, then you would have like time like this where it goes higher up because we're pushing that head of that hour. Yeah. So um, It's like you missed out on the sales. Now it's 20% more on your taxes. That would happen to everybody, though. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't know. Gotta make up for that money. <laughs> we're hurting. We're the government. Yeah, that's when you gotta start sneaking into people's uh, houses. Right, take a dollar here, a dollar there. Take their expensive wines, sell them. Thirty dollars can take money from uh, people at gunpoint. Everybody else has to provide goods. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way. (laughs) My gosh, jeez. I mean, mean, think about the situation we're in. I understand the, the necessity for taxes, and I don't begrudge paying them at all but it's like just to exist in a space you have to pay money to an entity that's supposed to be protecting you and to a degree they do but it's like I don't know it's, it's an interesting situation we find ourselves in it's not like we can change yeah. it because you go anywhere in the world you pay taxes lesser greater middling it's for Antarctica you don't it's, pay taxes there yeah I guess not but I, I want to see Madagascar, you try and survive maybe? on your own in Antarctica for any length of time. Easy. Okay. Well, you, uh, you go prove your thesis. Come Easy. back and report in maybe 10, 20 years. Hey, man, I don't know. We'll go from there. I don't know. But do people live in Madagascar? Do you know? Yeah, people live there. Okay. Because I know there's like a buttload of dangerous creatures on Madagascar. Yeah. Poison like snakes and spiders. Supposed to have like just a ton of different things. Yeah. And you don't pay taxes there. I bet you do. Your taxes are forfeited because you have to survive <laughs> in that danger. Like anybody that lives <laughs> in the boonies in Australia, it's like, yeah, you guys don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, you, you're probably going to die in a few weeks, anyways. <laughs> Can you imagine what that must have been like, though? Like in the biblical days when there weren't really a lot of governments. It was all sort of like family based, where you had like their, their tribes and whatnot. Yeah. He'd just be like, just, I'm, I'm going to go live over here. <laughs> they probably had ways of claiming land, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there were there were borders between neighboring groups. Yeah, they put, like, little signs that they made with sticks or whatever in the ground or whatever, saying this is, I don't know, making fences and such. I think rock rock cairns were pretty big at the time, where it's just like a pile of stones that they'd use to yeah boundaries. Yeah. That would be... And you wouldn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> just yeah. Raise your sheep. Where do you get the sheep from, though? Go steal them from the, the Mennonites over there. Yeah. yeah. If there were no... Like, if all the sheep... Side of the Cairns, like, so if all... they're yours. <laughs> you see, did you see the Cairns? <laughs> the, the Cairn. <laughs> the 
<laughs> you said the Karens. It's like, Shut up all the Karens. Yeah, when were the Karens talking to Jesus? They're the closest ones to him. <laughs> but, yeah. That would insane. be life. That would. That would be something. It would be something. Yeah, you're right about that. It'd be so extreme, though. Oh, it'd be, if you went from nowadays back then the culture shock like if you be... took everybody here and went back then everybody would die a lot of people would probably freak especially out. gen z yeah <laughs> they wouldn't I, have I the would internet or their phones see, yeah i'd love to see how quickly people would adapt to it because for sure people would wig out for a while there, there might be some people that would just straight up go crazy go crazy some would just be taken out or, but after the period of culture shock wears off i think people can adapt yeah because it, it happens from time to time when somebody in a modern country goes to a third world country and lives there for any length of time. Yeah. You get hit by a culture shock. And then it, yeah. it takes about a week or two weeks and then you get over it and you can you can function. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I know my dad went to India for two months or two or three months when he was newlywed and lived over there. And it was, he said he got hit with it. Because it's just what, such a different culture. What was he over there for? Uh, he, was he in the military so or something? When, when he was, uh, before he was married, he went on a mission trip to the United Arab Emirates to build houses. And while he was over there, he met a bunch of people, made some good friends, and one of them was from India. And they became such good friends, the Indian guy was like, hey, I'm going to invite you over to India and stay at my place for a while. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go see you. <laughs> and that's why he was over there. They took them all over the place and showed them the Golden Temple and a bunch of the sites that are over there. It was a really neat trip, but it's like they just live so differently than we do. The the freedoms that we have over here do not apply to any other country. Uh, and that's why yeah. I, I think it would be a great Yeah, every benefit. country is different. Yeah, some sure. are better than others in yeah. terms of like what you can get away with and what, what protections you have. But like I think if everybody went and lived in a either a third world country or another country for any length of time, like the people that live there, I think they'll, they will come to realize how great America really is. Yeah. I, it's something I don't fully understand because, again, I've never lived like that for any length of time. But in principle, I can understand, like, we're pretty special. Yeah. The founding fathers knew what they were talking about when they set out our protections. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things I noticed was, like, air conditioning. Yeah. There's a lot of places that just don't have air conditioning that, There's some that we in have. That don't. <laughs> yeah, but... Went to yeah. Michigan once, and they don't have air conditioning at yeah. all. It's like, it's just not as common in certain places. So, yeah. and you got to get used to the heat. Mm-hmm. So, everywhere I live was, like, pretty hot. Yeah, because you so, spent some time in Africa, right? Yeah, I lived in South Africa for, like, two years, and I spent a few months in Thailand. Okay. So, both of them were hot, so. So, you probably have more of a uh, appreciation for this place than yeah. most folks. I know I could I could definitely be fine without the air condition. Yeah, so you've lived you just, that life, and you could go back yeah. to it if you had to. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was fun. I liked it, so. That's good. But. I, I definitely think there's there's a lot of luxuries over here that people take for granted. You know, it's like the AC breaks, and all of a sudden they feel like they're entitled to a brand new one. Yeah. Well, like, like, er, like, what? Only, only here we drive on the right side of the road. Like everywhere else drives on the left side. 
More or less, yeah. From what I know. From what I can think of. Maybe Mexico drives on the right. They might. I don't know what Mexico does. I don't know. In uh, Canada, I think. Well. Yeah, Canada I might drive on the right side. I don't know. I think know. maybe the Americas might be on the right, but I think you're you're correct in that most of the world is most the world. driving. Yeah. That would freak me out. <laughs> I'm going to get hit at any second. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not that hard to get used to, I don't think. No problem. But then, but then the steering wheel is on the opposite side as well. Mm-hmm. Than yeah, where so you, you gotta, are usually at. You got to adjust to that. So, yeah, I don't I know it. Me, I would, I would make a right hand turn into the wrong lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Current news today: <laughs> new resident Stupid David Robinson has died. <laughs> I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> Randy to end five the... minutes. <laughs> he spent five minutes in the wrong lane and then finally got hit. <laughs> People were avoiding him pretty well. <laughs> he was trying to get hit. It like. <laughs> Bro, they were playing leapfrog. <laughs> get out the way. <laughs> Jeez. Mm. My gosh. But yeah, it's something about like going other places and really experiencing how other people live is it's very eye opening to you know, yeah. what you have that they just don't. So you never you never been out of the out of the country? I went to Greece with oh, uh, yeah. school, but we weren't there that long. Or were you there like two weeks? We were there about a week. Oh, a week. That's yeah. still yeah. And, and it's like the places we went were very well populated, and they were pretty modern areas. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the country of Greece is destitute. Like, the government's bankrupt, and most of the people are as well. Um, for varying reasons. I think the government's bankrupt because of the Olympics that they hosted there. They just pulled out all the stops and built all these stadiums, and they had no money left. Yeah. What was that? What year was that? Was it 2015? No, no, it wouldn't be. No, it was, it, it would have been earlier six... than that. I don't know. I don't know what year that was. I think they've been hoping that the U... Uh, the, yeah, the EU will bail them out and give them some money. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, going to like a really impoverished country, somewhere like India or parts of Africa, where this is standard of living, you know, they're living in, in dirt huts kind of thing. It's just so vastly different. They, they got... Yeah. Their stove is a fire that they cook over. They That's... have a scavenged metal grate that they oh, put yeah. over to put the their food on and... It's like, yeah, they, they sleep on the ground with a little bit of leaves for padding. I mean, it's like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so vastly different. Yeah. Definitely. A lot, lot privileged over here. Over there. A lot luckier. Yeah. That's, that's why it bothers me when people complain over here. Because the poorest of the poor in America live like kings compared to most other countries. Yeah. When, when Even when you, like, if you look at the poor in, in third world countries, they, they have nothing. That, I mean, a lot of the people just they just up and die because they they can't get money or food, or yeah, water, yeah, so clean water. That's the biggest one that we take for granted. You can you can walk over to your sink and turn the knob, and you got cleaner water than anywhere in the world. Yeah, I don't know if they have like homeless shelters in other countries. I'm sure they do. They have like food drives as well. I don't know if they have those. Well, most of those are probably just people who are a little bit better off that have kind hearts that are like letting. The impoverished live with them. Yeah, maybe. It's not like a full-on, look what we have over here, government-funded yeah. places where they give them food and clothing and shelter and a pension sometimes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, we're, we're incredibly blessed. 
until everybody starts rioting. They can be pissed off. Yeah, I don't get that. I really, and it's probably just because they haven't seen it. They, they've not lived it, and they haven't seen it, so they don't yeah. understand that we're really doing quite well. They just see, I'm not doing as good as I want to, and I want more. And the way I do that is by rioting or, or causing problems until somebody gives me what I want. Yeah. I'm not sure that's always the case, but I think a good number of them, that's... It's how it were. Yeah. Um, throw a tantrum. That's what they learn when they're a kid. I'll throw yeah, a tantrum until I get what I want. It's how you were, like, um, what do you call it, um... What, how you were taught as a kid. Yeah. Scream long so. enough and loud enough and somebody will give me something. Yeah, slap in the face. <laughs> if, if it's Trying to sleep parenting. over here, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Trying to sleep. <laughs> uh, perhaps a lot of that has come from poor parenting where it's like most parents in their right mind would put an end to that as soon as they could. Some parents, I just, I don't, I don't know how to deal with it. I'll just, you know, I'll yeah, appease the beast. Yeah, I don't know how that works. It's weird. I, I shouldn't go out and say, yeah, all parents are doing a poor job, but I think in general, strong parenting has been on the a downward trend. Get your stuff together. I mean, just look at look at the, uh, what do you call it? The stance, the the public stance on, like punishing your child, right? Like giving spankings and stuff that is so looked down upon right now. I didn't know a whole lot about that. It's like, I know some people don't like it. Some people do. Yeah, not, I didn't think it was it as big of a like deal. A, yeah, thing compared of to other opinion, things, but not anymore. Like they'll, there's some groups that will try and take your child from you if it comes out that oh man you spanked your child like that's child abuse. Look at look at all the psychological trauma that you're causing your child. Yeah, like maybe in a rare case that would you know if you you really were unhinged and you're you're spanking your children way too much for things that they weren't doing wrong yeah i could see how that would cause some harm but yeah in general that's the best way of enforcing discipline like okay i told you not to do that which i knew was going to harm you you did it anyway don't you do that to cats though like um don't you spray them with water to yeah, train them it's the same kind of thing it's yeah. like you can't exactly sit there and spank a cat yeah but you, you spray have them with to water do something, something that they don't like it's not going to permanently hurt them yeah but they don't like it so, so that's what how they you know have to train them yeah so that they know not to do it yeah do you do yeah. similar things with dogs and whatnot but you have to provide some discipline so that they they understand okay that's bad yeah i i did something wrong they said that there would be consequences i did it anyway now I have to face those consequences. And so yeah. next time when you come against the same problem, they'll go, okay, I know they're not playing around anymore. And it's it's both ways, right? So they know, okay, the, the discipline is a real thing. Like if I do this, I'm going to get punished. And then two, they explain to me why they didn't want me to do it, which is like don't touch the hot stove because it's hot and it will hurt you. So it's like... You have to reinforce it both ways because I've, I've seen a lot of parents that they have no problem whatsoever disciplining their kids, but they don't go the extra step of telling them why the thing they did was wrong in the first place. And so you end up with confused kids that just think that the parents are tyrants. It's like, yeah. you know, don't drink this alcohol. You don't, you don't just tell them that and then leave it at that. It's like, don't drink this because of this, this, and this. You know, you could get drunk. I've seen people ruin their lives because it's an addictive substance. You, you go down the list with them. Yeah. It's important to be in, extremely open with kids, I think. But, I mean, this, this is going down into, like, parenting steps. But if you... Let's say you, you appease the mob that's saying you can't discipline your kids and you break away that 
you know, spanking or... You just create more of the mob at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Because then you're robbed of your ability to teach your kids that extra... To to enforce your own word in the house. It's like, okay, don't touch that. They do it anyway. And then... Because kids are incredibly smart. You tell them not to do something, and you tell them you're going to do something in response if if they do. If you don't do that, if you don't keep your word... They're just gonna. They'll, they'll feel empowered. They know yeah. you're not gonna do it, so they're they're gonna do it more. Yeah. So it's like you you kind of need that. Of course, it's also a biblical concept. It's don't spare your children the rod. Um. It, does, it doesn't say go beat your kids all the time, but it, you know, discipline is a very strong thing. It, yeah. God disciplines us with different things. Yeah. And uh, it, it's an important concept. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Because I know you have people trying to tell people how to, um, like, what to teach their children, yeah. how not to teach them and all these things. And it's like, that's not how that works. Right. Every every parent teaches their kids differently yeah. based off of what they believe. So, And then the kids also, as they grow up, they choose whether or not they want to follow in that or yeah. take pieces of that, whatever. So, And that's, that's how it's supposed to work. Cause, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to go down... To the store and then to go discipline somebody else's kid. Like that's a little weird. Yeah, you leave that up to the parents. And yeah, some people are not necessarily cut out for parenting. Exactly. Um, no, I agree. But you know, you shouldn't take away the right to be parents at all. Yeah, it's just that they didn't do a great job, and and the, I think the child will ultimately suffer for that. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it's like if you don't have a good strong growing up like with good solid parents that are trying to do their best to do you know to provide things for the child but also providing discipline so that they grow up into a respectable person then it's just it's more burden on the child later on to try and get those those skills that they're missing or the discipline back yeah can be done it's it's not a death sentence and i don't think the child can't uh, use their parents as an excuse for everything um like we're we're responsible for our own actions at the end of the day. Yeah. If we had really good parents that teach us discipline and, and things, like we might enter the world at a better position, but there's still things we need to work on. Yeah. I agree. And if you take it the biblical route, you know, we're all sinners, so it's like that's that's an extra layer to it. It's not just the outward respect we give people or how we observe the law, it's also the internal that we have to deal with. Yeah. Preaching. Yeah, <laughs> amen, brother. Preaching to the choir, man. So Yeah, so it's it's no, I agree. But if if you take that literally when the Bible says that there's spiritual warfare going on constantly and how we we can't necessarily see into the spirit world to see what's exactly is going on, but I think we can begin to see, you know, the some of the results of that war being played out. In real times, things like okay, why are people challenging biblical morality on certain things? It's like, is that an aspect of the war coming in to the visible spectrum? Like, okay, there's people that absolutely hate the Bible and what it stands for, even though it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, why they should hate it? I mean, if you look at what Christ professes about love and unity, and I mean, even if you separate it from the religious stuff, right? Just look at what he's saying. Treat him like a good moral teacher for half a second. None of the stuff he's saying is bad at all. Yeah. Um, 
but you've got people that are actively trying to break down that system. So it's like I think that's a, a strong indicator that that warfare is actively going on. Things like you know trying to get rid of discipline because it'll produce a whole generation or multiple generations that are more susceptible to the yeah the workings of the devil and his demons and you know the the impressions that they give on them. It's it's like breaking down morality as a whole. There's, there's little ways, I think, in which that war is made present in differing things. I think it would be cool to go through a list of them, like try and find, okay, I think these are the things that are the, the end result of the war. Yeah. I mean, we're just creating monsters now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we are. I don't think... They're not going to ban discipline, are they? I don't think they... They might try. I don't think they could. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I could see a world in which they do. I, they, they've set the stage for a lot of things. and I, It's one of those deals, like, there's a bunch of things you can't think. Okay, like them taking away the Second Amendment or, or banning religion. or There's, there's a bunch of big things I, that you I think, guess, that's got to be far down the road. Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, yeah, you could ban any one of those things, but then you have a, a group of people who are just going to get tired of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's and eventually there's going to be some type of uprising or something. Yeah. Because people aren't going to take your trash anymore, so. Yeah, that, that happens everywhere. I mean, that's, it's, going to, it's going to boil yeah. over into that at some point, and there will be some sort of rebellion. I mean, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah. At the, the time when that's going to happen, there's no knowing. But I think they've set the stage for a lot of things that they could pull the switch on any number of those bannings at any time and probably get it to work. I mean, COVID was very interesting to look at the the things that they were imposing in the background. Um, it wasn't so much that they were imposing specific rules, but they were setting the stage for like, okay, so you've got you you want to ban spanking, you want to ban parents from spanking. Okay, so you you pass that law. How on earth are you going to enforce it? You, the police can't walk into somebody's house. And just sit there and watch them until yeah. they discipline their kid. But look at what COVID has brought about. They had the, uh, the the tattletale rule essentially. When if somebody would go over to someone else's house, with, and and you know to socialize, then the neighbors were allowed to tell on them essentially. Yeah. So if the neighbor you know happened to overhear, oh my goodness, they're spanking their child over there, they could call them into the cops and report them that way. Yeah. So it's like that. That's immediate. And the same thing for religion. You know, if they banned churches they shut all the churches down the people still want to meet so they're going to be meeting in houses same deal you get one unscrupulous neighbor who'll call them into the police and does it that way yeah and so if they uh, normalize that practice then they can impose whatever they want i mean some of these things you could ban and get away with it for a while but the other things if you ban them i mean you're just you're you're making the like the rebellion just happen quicker at that point but the, mm-hmm. the bigger question is, would, would you have enough people who are in support to, to make the rebellion meaningful? Because if you have an entire system against you, I know it's not impossible to win such wars, but... No, no but like, so like, the sec- like, so if you take like the, uh, the right to bear arms, if you were to hypothetically ban that, um, they're trying to ban all, all guns, aren't they? Or is it just... They're, they're doing it in stages, but they're in. But they're they're trying to eventually get everything out. 
then you would you would obviously have a large number of people who either wouldn't give up their gun and probably fight back. And then you have people who don't have guns and would say you're wrong and say they give up the gun. I mean, what would you do? How would you enforce that? You know what I mean? Like, you know, if somebody's going to come take your gun and you're like, no, you're not taking my gun, just I have the right to have it even if you ban that law. So if you send the cops there, what is there going to be a shootout? Are you going to get a bigger group like the army to take out large numbers of groups that aren't attacking you, but you're attacking them, so they're defending themselves? Yeah. Because you're not, you're not... I think what would happen in that if they if they ever got completely serious, and I'm, I'm thinking that day will eventually come. Because it's not like it's just um, Texas, right? Texas or uh, or people in Texas that want to keep their guns. Just I, it'll be a major overstep when they finally do make that decision, uh, just because they they don't have the right to take away that. That's one of our inalienable rights. I don't remember that. That's not a right that they give us. Yeah. It's one that we already have that they allow us to keep essentially. Um, shall not be infringed. <laughs> but I I have a feeling that their game plan is let's break down the barriers as much as possible. So right now they're in you know the beginnings of their stages. They've talked and preached about the the horrors of these weapons for a long time. They've vilified <laughs> assault weapons. You know, every time there's a mass shooting uh, that involves a, an assault weapon, they they yeah. talk it up and they you know. So they they've begun that. So. That will end up convincing a lot of people. That's probably not knowledgeable gun owners that they're going to be convincing, but a lot of people that don't know anything, they'll they'll see that and they'll get freaked out by the image of the assault weapon. So that's the first step: is get the the public indoctrinated into a way of thinking, which is guns are bad. And then you start introducing minor gun law changes. So it's like, yeah, you you have limit on clip sizes and limit on this and that you can't have these certain attachments and whatnot yeah that's not taking the guns but it's something that more or less can get passed through because people are like okay it's not really banning it then you've got to start banning guns at some point and like you're, you're progressing so and there, there might be a step in between that where you start limiting ammo because like if you take away the ammo having the guns useless yeah but there's enough people out there with ammo already. That's I'm kind sure of people new. are. I'm sure some people are just hiding some extra guns. Yeah, stocking up on ammo. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. So that, in theory, they've tried that many times before, limiting the ammo supply. That's done very little to to curb the problem that they say there is. Uh, so the end result is you start banning guns. So you start banning assault weapons. You give them a, a period of time where they can turn them in in a, a buyback program. And if they don't, then they can legally come and take the guns from you. And you'll have some people who will come out and do a, a gunfight with the cops for their weapons. But you'll have enough people that die in those shootouts that the other people who would be willing to martyr themselves for that same concept will go, like, it's not worth it. And they'll end up turning in their gun. I mean, it's, it's going to be like a fear-mongering kind of thing where they eventually, you know, yeah. enough people will die... In those kind of situations where the rest of the people will just throw up their hands. Well, then you got to look like, what would the cops do? You think the cops would mandate a law like that? I don't think many of the cops would enforce it, which is why I think it's interesting that we have all these uh, defund the police. Yeah, because you already have the defund the police, and a lot of cops are pissed off with that. Yeah. 
you know. It would be the military that would enforce it. Yeah. They would they would probably if if it did get to But then yeah. that would be something completely different. Yeah. You know, like if you have a small town and like all the townspeople other than the um the law enforcement are like we're gonna keep our guns and you send them to the military to wipe out an entire town. Yeah. I mean that goes back to the well, see, leader many, of the country. How many towns would it take before people decided? <laughs> how many people you got to kill? Like, like I don't know. See, the, and that's why it's such it's such a big issue. It's like it's not some little thing that they could change on paper and then everybody would give up their guns. It's gonna take bloodshed. Yeah. If they want to do it, but they have the weight of the entire military. They could they could get rid of the police. Like, is their plan? Because most of the police have come out and said, like, hey, if you impose these rules, like, we're not. I'm not going to enforce them. I have a feeling that's part of the reason why they want to get rid of the police in the first it place. It probably is, but but the military they can order to do things, and sometimes already they get them to do unsanctioned things. Um, if if we're talking like then you, game, but then we can look at the military and how the military is trained. Yeah, how people are trained. You know, they're obviously supposed to be skilled people using guns or combat. Um, and you get an order from like the president saying, you know, we're banning all guns or you've already banned all these other guns other than handguns. And you're like, you get to the point where you're like, we're banning all handguns, which would wipe everything out. And, you know, there's this town or, you know, you're going to go through, you're going to search everything. You're going to, you're going to take everything. Like wh- how many people in the military would fully follow through with that? And that's a good question. And I I wouldn't know the answer to that because there's a lot of good solid people in the military that wouldn't go through with it yeah same with the police i'm sure there's a handful that would be all for taking back the guns but the vast majority i I think wouldn't like it which they might be expunged from the military at that point i I don't know see we're it's getting into some interesting philosophical questions because you have personal morality and political beliefs will always factor into that yes they could be ordered to do something but again they could always just leave the military um but i think a lot of them will end up carrying through with it enough to make a difference anyway yeah and i i understand like the idea of not giving up your guns is because like the government and like all the higher powers are one side now yeah so if you give up your guns and you got a gun to your head telling you to do something that either you don't believe in or you don't agree with right you know so it's like keep yeah. your gun, protect. It's protecting what you can. your interests. Yeah. is really what it is. I mean, the whole reason they included that in the first place is a bunch of reasons why. But England pretty much told them, "Hey, you can't have guns," because England was afraid that there might be an uprising. So the people sequestered guns here and there and had yeah. stockpiles of ammunition at the ready. So when they finally did win the revolution, they said, "Okay, look, I don't care what kind of government you have." or how good the people in that government are, every centralized power has a tendency and indeed an eventuality to degrade to the point of abusing its citizens. I mean, that's that's what happens. Yeah. Any amount of power can be abused. It's rare when you find somebody that doesn't seek to abuse that power. And I think for many, many years in America, we, we did pretty good. But... It, at some point, they will seek to start, you know, even more centralizing their power, giving yeah. themselves more power, taking that from the people or from the state governments, and, you know, imposing whatever they want, whether they feel like it's best for America or not. 
So they were pretty smart. They said, okay, if that's the case, we're just going to make sure that everybody has the right to defend themselves. Yeah, but the people in power right now are making some really weird choices for what's best for America. Yeah. Like, didn't we just bomb, like, uh, Syria or something? Who did we just bomb, like, two weeks ago? Why did we... Was there a specific reason why we bombed them for any... Just to bomb them? It's like... What just happened? Biden's not been as open with things as Trump was. He, yeah. He'd pretty much say, like, okay, look, this is what we just did, and this is why. And it was usually because Trump would have told them ahead of time, like, hey, if you do this thing, it's discipline, right? Yeah. If you do this thing, we're going to bomb you. And then they would do the thing. There was no warning. He just kind of threw a bomb over there for, I don't know why. But with the Biden one, I have not yet heard the reason why. I don't know if it was, if he was trying to show his strength or something. We've been in the middle of a... Uh, peace negotiation ahead of that he could have just followed through with that in fact i think we'd achieved peace in the middle east i don't know middle what east. that was <laughs> i don't know what that was that was just like out of the blue yeah just random like oh i'm in the mood to bomb somebody like i don't know that makes no sense i don't know i haven't i haven't looked into the dealings of biden for a while so i can't really comment on what was going on with that but it doesn't make a lot of sense from what i've heard yeah, I don't know. Because it's not like we really knew what was going on at the moment in Syria. Right. Unless we have spies in there or something. I'm sure we got Which spies I, everywhere. Oh, we got everywhere spies everywhere. We got spies in us. We got spies in America. <laughs> it's bound to happen. I don't know. It's weird. It's like just stupid choices that are being made. Yeah. But it's kind of what you get, I guess. Yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> I mean, he already won the prize. He's, yeah, he's president, he so that's really all you need to win. I hope he's happy. Hope he probably doesn't know he's president. Maybe not. They wheel him out there and stand him up. Oh Give my a speech, gosh, Joe. dude! Yeah, I couldn't even. Yeah, that video I tried to watch, I couldn't even watch the whole thing. It's like his inaugural address sounded great. I didn't watch that either. I, I listened to it on the radio. It sounded wonderful, but it was full of presidential platitudes. It's like it's the thing that every president, regardless of their stance on anything, says. Like we're going to make America strong. We're going to make it wonderful. We're going to do. You got to hype up the crowd. The people. That's, that's yeah, what it is. It's just, but they're not really saying anything at that. Every president says that stuff. Um, so it's like, yeah, it sounded great. But he didn't say a thing. Yeah. That, that was probably all scripted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of his stuff is scripted, I would say. His scripted stuff, he, he gets through pretty well. But if he has to think off the top of his head at all, it's just... If his, if yeah. his teleprompter breaks, he can't ad-lib at all. Yeah, I was talking about that. Yeah, but... Did you... You probably... You, you haven't watched any of that. Yeah, I was watching his freaking... You know, I was talking to you about his, uh, his anniversary COVID-19... Speech. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he hadn't done a speech in months or something, or probably since late January. But yeah, I only made it like three minutes into that. I couldn't. I couldn't watch that. And bro, he he said it was hilarious because you get you get like two and a half minutes in, and he's like, you know, we're in bad times, COVID, all this, and he's like, and he pulls out this little thing from inside its jacket, a little piece of paper, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he he stays up to date on the amount of deaths in America from COVID. Like, each day it gets updated. Mm-hmm. So he pulls out the piece of paper, and he's like, today, it, it was something that was like 500 and something thousand 
whatever these guys know. So over five, it's five hundred thousand. And and then, and I told you he said, and then immediately after that he says that's more deaths than World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, and nine eleven combined. And I paused the video and I was like. I was like, there's no way he said that. Let me go. I was like, I, I'm, I'm watching TikTok or something. He didn't just say that. <laughs> it's like, do you know how many people died in World Okay, just in World War One, it was somewhere between like 15 to 22 million people died. That's just right. World War One. It was, uh, let's see, the total number of military and civilian casualties in World War One was about 40 million. That's World War Let's see, how many? World War Two, it was like 80 million, man. 80 million. He didn't receive 500 million dead from COVID. He said 500,000. That's half a million. <laughs> I was like, I rewatched that. I was like, I know I didn't hear that. I rewatched it and I was like, he just said that. <laughs> he said that on, on like lies of news. And the thing is, I don't know if it was scripted. I don't know. I was like, there's no way that's scripted. Somebody would have saw that and said, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> there's no, that had Before to have been I, random. It, if he was talking about just U.S. deaths... He just said it, just like over 500,000 dead in the U.S. from COVID. He said that he, and then he compared it to all four of those specific historical events yeah, and added up the deaths. I was like... Yeah, if it was U.S. only deaths, he might have been close. But, yeah, if he was talking about totals... Oh, he doesn't That's know what insane. he's talking about. totals. I, I, I just... I was like... speech. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I was like, the fact checker I was like, I was like, how is it? How did you put that live? How did you do that? I, it had to have been random. There's no way he did that scripted. Oh yeah, there's no way they let that fly. I don't know. That was, that was, <laughs> I started cracking up, dude. I was like, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, that's, that's insane. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know the amount of deaths overall from COVID. Worldly. Well, the the biggest thing. That, I mean, obviously the numbers are. Yeah, the, hard to get. The actual numbers are are whacked out. Yeah, but what what's do you know the the number right now, or at least what's being said? The official number probably around five hundred thousand, maybe a little bit more. Oh, the entire oh. world? Oh, for the whole world? No, that's what I was saying. It's the entire world overall. It's, it's still it's difficult to even get that number because there's been a lot of tampering. Yeah, the, with different things. So the like, actual statistic is messed up and that's kind of the problem i mean we already know the u.s is already it's got the wrong numbers yeah yeah but they're, i'm talking about 95 but if we just percent. say it's five hundred thousand in the u.s and we'll just stay with that average and then add up everything else around the world i don't know what the rest of the world has been doing right let's see it says it's probably like three total million number of cases has been 120 million okay total cases recovered 67.8 million total deaths 2.65 million two less than three million yeah less than three million out of 120 million reported cases bruh so let's see what the percentage is 120 divided by two oh the percentage of the world the percentage of three million is about two percent actually i could be wrong because what there are there's like three and a half no there's no Wait, what the U.S. has like three hundred and what thirty million? That's how many uh, people are in just in the U.S. I think and the so, U.S. Yeah. makes what five percent of the world population? Yeah, something like that. I'm probably off. It's probably like four or something. I don't know. Three, three million is like 
point one like five percent damn of the population of the world it's to get one percent you got to get at least a hundred million that's just one percent it's weird but no that's just like that's insane so strange it's been it's been bizarre for everybody you know what's funny is you know it's it was so funny and and i know it's people have talked about this and obviously people aren't talking about this and it's like you know right as biden became president you know it switched over to him everything just opened back up like all restaurants in california just opened back up everything is just like i we're good just wear a mask but we're good yeah (laughs) it was funny to me because i knew something was gonna happen but all of the the uh, the news sites and the news channels, like the minute that Biden went in, they took down all of their, uh, their like infographics that talked about the oh the status of the yeah, yeah. So like, would they just wipe it clean? They didn't just wipe it clean; they just got rid of it. So it's like a lot of stations they would have a running total on the side, yeah. or the bottom of the screen that talked about the something news. in there. They, they got rid of it. Yeah, but you, yeah can. you can go find it on the internet, but they're not putting it in your face anymore. So it's easy to forget when they're not just cramming it down your throat. Yeah. But that was all they ever talked about with Trump was look at how uh, that's he's was part of the, the That was part of the thing, yeah. And now all they're talking about with Biden is look at how he's saving the country. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just all on what they want you to see, what they want you to think. Uh, it's weird, dude. It's amazing how, how much they can influence what people think just based on what they show you. It's also what like... I tell you. I mean... I'm not gonna say everybody, but there's a lot of like gullible people. Just in the U.S., there's a lot of people who just you can say something like, "Oh yeah, I agree." They don't even take time to think about it. At least do some thinking and then agree. But no, just people are so like stupid and gullible. Yeah, I think you know people say Christians are pretty gullible, and a lot of them are. But I think more of them are too trusting almost it's like if they if they really get to know you and they really believe what you have to say then they will trust that what you're saying is true yeah it's like (laughs) might not be you might be telling all lies it's weird that's essentially what gullibility is yeah people view it as such a a negative thing but it's really just like it's just too trusting of what people are saying and not fact checking my goodness look for your own information sometime yeah that's even harder to do now it is because there's, so. there's no you can go find the the hyper opposite to the opinion that's being spun to you but it's being spun in a similar fashion you know it's yeah like creating things or, or making things a bigger deal or a lesser deal than they really are i don't know of a true neutral news site out there anywhere or probably or probably not any at the moment um yeah there probably isn't any at the moment or if there was one, I wouldn't know that it was. Because it, it might appear to me, or it might be being told to me. that. Unless it's you a, consider, like, Fox. See, I don't think Fox like is neutral anymore. in between. I don't watch Fox, but, yeah. I mean, that's that's why, you know, I've said it a million times on here, but, like, if you if you look at both sides, so you, you pull up CNN and you pull up Fox and you put them together, somewhere in between the two spins they have on the story will probably be where the facts are most accurate. But I think Fox has started shifting to the left more and more. As a Probably for better viewership. So really, I think you, 
I don't know. It's it would be hard to find out the true neutral in a situation like that where everything's sort of shifting to the left anyway. I'm not saying you go out and get like crackpot theory on the left and crackpot theory on the right. You would probably have you would probably watch the news on the far left, like CNN, and then you have to think what would be the far right of this scenario. Right. And using what you think would be the far right, then you find the middle between those two. Right. And that'd probably be the way to do it, but... But that's hypothetical, so... But you almost need to have that other position that's been written. Because, you know, a lot of times in news articles, they will they will cut out certain posi- uh, portions of a quote in order to make their position seem more yeah. logical. So, you know, like, they can make somebody who's friendly and nice and caring seem like a, a total dictator by just leaving out the part of the quote that makes them seem nice... And yeah. just, they, they'll just splice a couple words together and say, like, I hate all babies. And it's like, yes, they said that, but those those five words were spaced out over, like, a paragraph of talking. Yeah. But they get away with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you look at the other side, and they make the person seem like a total saint. Because they cut out everything that could have been completely bad. It's like, they're probably just a middling average person that's kind of nice. But... Yeah, and if you go for it, you pretty much get canceled. Yeah. So... That's the worst trend, I think, that's come out in recent history. And unless that stopped, well, we're, we're not going to have very much... Uh, cancel culture freedom. is not going to stop for a while. Can we cancel cancel culture? <laughs> well, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> Kill it with its own weapon. <laughs> yeah, like, becoming the evil you deny, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just everybody, especially, like, Gen Z, are just so hooked on, like, internet and social media. Yeah. Well, political correctness has really taken off again. I mean, it's it's always been in the background, at least as long as I've been alive. But it, it's one of those sort of like faux pas things, like oh, that's not exactly politically correct. But it wouldn't it wouldn't get your life ruined if you said something wrong. Yeah. As per the PC crowd, but nowadays with cancel culture and the politically correct rising to the top, like if you say something that's eh, questionable, you get your life ruined. You get people giving you threats. Yeah. And, and, you know, just destroying everything you hold dear. I mean... That, that's why we are here. That's right. So we can get our lives destroyed. It's only two genders. That's right. <laughs> hey, I will fight till I'm blue in the face over that. Uh, but I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. They couldn't cancel me. They can't cancel they us. We're too strong. The biggest... You have, to, you have to be very firm in what you believe. You have to know why you believe things. So it's important to be knowledgeable. Yeah, but at the same time, like if you say something and it offends somebody, and you know you're all right, like you you weren't doing that to be offensive to them or anything. You're just stating your just, belief or your. Just don't apologize over it. They want you to to break down and and cry and apologize over something you said. Just don't apologize. I don't apologize for offending people. Assuming unless maybe unless I just said something that it doesn't matter. I just said it to offend them. I might but, apologize, but. There, you know, I've, I've slipped up in things I, I've know. said where it's like, okay, I hurt their feelings and I really didn't mean to. Like, I know I talked about this before, but I know I talked to you about it, about I had a conversation with somebody a while back about, you know, I don't believe you're born gay. Right. That's a choice you make later in life, yeah. which, you know, do your own thing. I'm not you. And somebody said, and somebody didn't like that I said that and they got very defensive and said, no, they're born gay. And I was like, no, that's not how that works. I never backed down, and they got really pissed off about it. I was like, "You're just not going to change my mind on that. Like, you're not. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're just yelling at me at this point. You're not really putting any effort into it, right? So. And see, I think that's all right because they, 
it's one of those deals like you could probably sit there and back up your claim with yeah. facts and science. Well, you aren't even psychology. Like, you're not even sexually attractive when you're five. Right. You know it's, what I mean? It's off the table. I want to play. I want to play Legos or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's not a. There's nothing there. It's not. Yeah. It's not how that works. So I don't know. It was just kind of stupid, but oh yeah, I, I never found an issue with that. <laughs> well, you can um, be certain if somebody, if you're in a debate with somebody and they start attacking your character and not your ideas, then you can guarantee they've run out of any political or or factual reason to to counter your idea. They they lost all of their ammunition they're just i don't know it was around the bush yeah they were trying to say like i was like you can't say kids are sexually active right unless unless you know i mean unless you're a pedophile then you know right but like you you know kids aren't kids aren't naturally sexually sexually active should i say right they could be forced into it but that's 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 obviously wrong that's a different story anyways um, not for sure. It's like, but yeah, not until you hit puberty not. does anything happen. Right before that, you know, you just want to play on the swing or something. Yeah, so it, I, I definitely think it should be illegal. All these things where the parents are saying, "Oh yes, my child is that." They want to transition genders. It's like, hold hold your horses. Have you been sitting there indoctrinating your child into believing that they're something that they're not? They they haven't even begun to think about that yet. It's not on their radar. No, that, no, that's what I. That's I mean, that's what I believe for like, like um, same sex. Like you know, when you're a kid, if you have all these people telling you, you know, if you like, let's say you had gay parents, there's nothing wrong with that. That's I mean, you still anything can happen. But you know, they're constantly, as you're growing up as a little kid, and they're constantly pushing these ideas in your head. Yeah. By the time you become old enough to do stuff. You might think the same way they do because that's all you've heard your whole life. Right. That's why you might get gay people or whatever. But yeah, I think that could be. I mean, I think there's. You need to at least have all the options in front of you, and then you can choose whatever you want. Yeah. But that doesn't happen for everybody, so. It's one of those weird things. Like, I think they're arguing. You know, they're born. You know, a person's born gay, and then that, you know that's a completely natural. Are they, are they saying oh you're born like that? I would I would almost say perhaps they're not necessarily born with that, but they might have that as their cardinal sin built in. Because I totally believe that you know homosexuality is a sin, same as you know any of the other number of oh, sins yeah, I that agree. are out there. Um, but yeah, that that might have been baked into them from the beginning, but it just never showed itself until they hit puberty. Or, or it was something that was a psychological trigger. I, I don't think it's normal at all. I mean, if, if you look at any of the relevant psychological literature on it, it, it's not something that presents itself in a mind unless something has happened to bring it out. So maybe the person was abused as a child and they blocked that out of their memory. Yeah. But they're left with that, like, you know, that fascination or that curiosity. Yeah. Uh, I think that's far more common than is we're allowed to believe, essentially. Yeah, probably. So it's like whether or not they had that cardinal sin from the beginning or something happened to them to give them that perversity of, of their, the sexual mindset, I'm not sure I'm, I'm qualified to be able to make that statement. You're not a scientist. No, I'm not. <laughs> far from it. So I was like, could there be a little truth to that? Yes, but not in the sense that it's a natural thing. 
it is as far from natural as possible. Yeah. And it, it shouldn't make sense e- either way, because if they're arguing from the atheist evolutionary uh, position, what effect would that have? Because like the whole thing on evolution is like the propagation of a species. So if you had homosexually, uh, homosexuality branch out in a species, the species would die, essentially. Like yeah. if that became the norm, or if that was a normal practice. But it's not. It's like you, you want male and female yeah. to couple up so that children can be produced, which goes back to gender. Like there can, there's only two genders. <laughs> but what are they arguing at that point? Like, are they arguing from a scientific position? Because if they're arguing from science, the science doesn't support them. So are they arguing from a emotional standpoint? I mean, I don't know. You, you're getting it's, into the political sciences at this point, where it's not really based on science; it's based on feelings and, yeah. what, and what people have engineered. And then they say, like, you're homophobic if you don't want to. It's like, no, I want to mate with the talks. same sex. It's like, no, I have a preference, you know. Yeah, it's like I like I just don't. If you want to do that, that's what you want to do. But I don't. I don't. Right. You know what I mean? And they're like, you know, you get so much hate for being straight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Straight haters upon us. Straight haters. Oh, it's just. But it's, it's a losing battle. It is just for the fact that you can't you can't talk to them in a in a way that they will listen to you. And it's not even about listening. They won't even have the debate. You can't first. talk to people anymore like adults. You have to talk to them like they're kids. And they don't like that because they feel like they're being talked down to. Because they, they are being talked down to because they're like talking down to you. Yeah. It's you gotta it's simplify thing. things. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's. I wish it, it only like gets that. worse. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what the next generation is going to be like. <laughs> we already got the snowflakes. So we want <laughs> more fragile than that. The pea flakes. Uh, <laughs> you know when you pee in snow. Someone's going to get offended at that, aren't they? I hope they do. I'm not apologizing for that. That's no, funny. Nah. Get offended. Yeah, the microaggression and all that stuff. It's... It's got to come to an end because overprotection is in itself one of the most dangerous things that can happen to somebody where they're not introduced to things that they find offensive or that might even hurt them a little bit. Um, but, you know, like my analogy with the, the tree and the, the breeze. And the greenhouse, you know, Unless yeah. you're, like, encountering things that are against your position, you won't grow. Or you'll grow, but you won't you won't be strong in anything. Yeah. So you're free to be tossed around by the wind, and you you don't even know what to stand for or stand against at that point. You you have no real core, which is why I think it's interesting that you know they've created a group of people that are like this. It's a large group that that really have no stability. But they've clumped them all together in a group, and they're strongly emphasizing group identity. So they don't have to think about their own position and stand by themselves and, and be ready to fight and, and explain their position. They can just, you know, virtue, virtue signal or, or parrot whatever the head of their group says. They don't have to think about it themselves. Yeah. And I think that's a necessity for their, their mindset. You separate any one of them and they will break down. Like If they have to debate on an issue, they will break down. And they, they will quickly start using less and less logical statements to support their cause. Because they're yeah. not hearing 
what their their leader has to say about the issue. But when they're all together, I mean, they've got groupthink. They can they can yeah. yell anybody off the stage. They can parrot whatever's being said. It's it's easy. More yeah. Or less. Yeah. But I they're agree. all supporting each other. They're all holding each other up. It's like that this is the only way they can survive, really. Amen. Amen. That's gonna go on for a while, I guess. I think so. And see what the next generation does. I hope it's something to counter the previous generation. <laughs> that would be, that would be logical. Like, does the uh, next generation just rebel? Because there's been a lot of that before. There's, that's actually they might just completely of... rebel against what is right now. Yeah, that's and then you just have a happens. bigger group. Yeah, going against that, but then <laughs> it just flip. You're always gonna have, you know rebellion you're always going to have people on the other side so yeah and in a lot of ways you do get a lot of flips like uh and and it's in the name of rebellion so like you'll you'll have parents that raise their uh, children in like a conservative and religious home and then sometimes the kids will grow up and out of rebellion they will go 180 degrees opposite yeah they'll go democratic and then atheist and then they'll raise some kids and those kids will either out of rebellion or because their eyes are being opened or, you know, any number of things, they will swap back to the other position. Yeah. And so I, I imagine that could happen in the, the purely political... I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. No. That wouldn't, there would be a large, large-ish number of people in the next generation to go against this. Yeah. So, but... But indoctrination really is a, a big thing, and it's a, a real thing. So it's like... While you might have some swapping back and forth of, of political ideals or religious ideals from generation to generation, you put all those people in a school that's designed around pumping out people with a single ideology, That uh, none of that other stuff matters. You're going to end up with a bunch of people that believe like everybody else. Yeah. And that's, you know, all the, the wish-washy, snowflakey stuff of group identity. That's what it was like for me in school. I mean, yeah. it may not have been like that for you. It was... Well, you may have been taught differently because of where you went to school, but yeah. But, yeah. but I, I think state, no. state universities all are like that, uh, yeah. especially the, the Ivy Leagues and, and all the, the mainline campuses are like that, and they're getting worse. Yeah. I remember, I definitely remember high school, they definitely aimed me at something very specific. I remember that. And I was just like, eh. No, I don't want that. <laughs> you got to present something else if you want me to change my mind. <laughs> right. So, I don't know, maybe it's, I might have been better prepared than other people are. In those situations, I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe because how I was taught as a child, I don't know. But it's just like, yeah, nobody ever came to me with like good logic yeah, on why I should follow the rest of the group, and I was like, you know, yeah, whatever. Then I think it's interesting because I think a lot of the indoctrination that takes place is they take you out of your normal element, so you're you're away from your support structure. So, like, they, they take you from your family, you go off to a college somewhere else. And so now you're surrounded by a whole bunch of people that believe this one specific way. Or the professors, they've had years, you know, decades and decades to uh, come up with Fine sound arguments, yeah. whether they're true or not. They're good sounding. Yeah. And then even if you don't back down on all of that, then you've got all of your peers, you know, making fun of you because you're, yeah. you're like, oh, look at look at what he believes. And the naive little yeah. child over here that believes in God. Like, what, you know. They can mock you down. So it's like, that's why I think it's important, you know, maybe to go to school locally if you can. I know you can't do everything locally, but uh, being being in a church, if you're going to a college, being in a church and regularly attending and being with those folks, because 
you can get worn down so fast yeah. before you even know it and then you're you're making compromises on what you believe and it's at a certain point you don't even realize that you're making compromises it's just sort of like well i guess that's okay and you know these these guys all said it was okay and, and to be honest i can't come up with any reasons now why why it would be a bad thing yeah it's like it it happens to everybody it would take a very very rare individual to be removed completely lambasted with all this stuff for four years, eight years, and then not come away somehow changed. Yeah. Might still be a Christian at the end of it. Uh, they might still be a conservative or a Democrat or whatever they were to begin with, but... Could be some tweaks. There, there'll be some tweaks and some twists, so, uh, and that might lead down the road to be, you know... Yeah. A complete change on their position. Uh, yeah. That's just... It's kind of scary. Well, you we, need to be introduced to new, new things, but... Yeah. Not total brainwashing. Yeah. That's that's how it was. That's that's just how it is now, though. They yeah. tell you this is how it is. No matter what you believe, this is how it actually is. Yeah. And then they move on. Like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but... Yeah. Yeah, we should probably call it quits. We probably should. So... That wasn't bad. No, that was a good one. That Pretty was, good. Interesting topics. Bro. Hopefully, we piss somebody off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> our our whole purpose is not to irritate people or to offend anyone. But if we say anything offensive, well, maybe look at why it offends you in the first place. Yeah, that would be the first step. Not or or not be okay us. with people having different opinions than you. Yeah, something like that. So, oh. It is what it is. It certainly is. So, it's, yeah. it's good that it is what it is. Well, uh, any last words for us, David? As always, bowing. Bowing. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you next time then. That's right. See you guys. Peace.